Welcome back, listeners. My name is Jackson Vickery, and I am the host and producer of the JV Club podcast. On this episode, I spoke to Oscar-nominated editor Kevin Tent about his work on The Holdovers. to just first off start out by saying this is truly such an honor for me um thank you nebraska is a film that deeply changed the way i view um film in so many ways and um and i anytime i meet anyone that was involved in that project at any sort of capacity i have to thank them for it because it tremendously changed an outlook on life an outlook wow. on uh cinema it's just it's one of the most special films i think and oh, that's uh, so great that's so nice thank you yeah yeah it was it was one of alexander's easier films it kind of went together very quickly and you know as we you know people dug it right off the bat so it was kind of great yeah i mean it, i'm the I, the characters just really do it for yeah. you and that that ensemble that's for sure yeah 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 yeah. oh my god yeah that's true I mean Bruce was phenomenal in it he was so good he was so good oh yeah and and Will everybody and June 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 my uh I love June uh so she's so great uh but I did want to dive into sort of this character aspect um first because Um, What I find so relatable about um, Alexander's films is in each of these films you find, um, at least I find, um, someone in my own life that I can really attach um, a character to in his films, which is not something I can do in every single... um, You mean like Iron Man? Yeah, yeah, Iron Man or... uh, Uh, Titanic. No, okay. uh, all great films, but uh, right, right. I, I just don't get that personal connection. So I, I think uh, the Jack Nicholson and about Schmidt and um, and June Squibb in Nebraska and Dom, Dominic's character in The Holdovers. And I'm curious for you if there's, um, I mean, after working on Alexander's films for, I mean, the past decades, um, I'm curious if there's a character in particular for you that really, um, really raises a connection for you. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know. I had never thought of that. I mean, I think I can relate to all of them somewhat, you know, cause they all seem, uh, he's so good at his casting and, and those performances are so good. So they're all relatable as human beings, I guess. Maybe I don't relate to them exactly as, you know, oh, I'm that person or something like that. But I guess in some ways, I guess I could say this, now that I'm getting older, 
I find that Jack Nicholson's character in About Schmidt was pretty interesting. Like, and I think it's pretty amazing that Alexander, you know, wrote that script when he was a young man. And he always, he told me that it was about, you know, a lot about his dad and stuff. But, um, but, you know, getting older and feeling out of touch and stuff like that. I'm not like, I'm not like as old as Jack Nicholson was in that movie, but um, maybe that's something that I kind of relate to, but uh, that's a good question. I have to think about that one more. But. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. There's just, there's always something. And I'm not saying I'm like, or I see myself, I see my, I see my dad and Jack Nicholson's character in about yeah. Chad and yeah. um, my grandma and June Squibb. So it's yeah. just, there, there's tiny twinkles right. or that, I don't know, just sort of bring me back to. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And then I think that's what's good about Alexander's movies is that, that they, they all have those characters that are relatable to people, you know, because uh, they think he's kind of such a humanist. He understands people very well and loves people, loves humans, even though he'll say he doesn't. But um, but I think he's sometimes disappointed in them, but but he does. He does <laughs> love. Them, so. I think that's a good a good outlook to have, uh, in my opinion. Right. Um, but I mean, after working on so many of his projects, I, I'm curious with this particular one, what was the specific challenge that, unlike his others, was something that you had to sort of jump that one extra hurdle or that one extra um, that one extra step? I think with all his movies, I've kind of said this before too, that he's so good with his actors when he's on the set with them. And he really gives them a lot of time to get to the performances that we wind up using in the film. Um, and that that he's super patient with them and he gives them a lot of time. And then when we get to the cutting room, the challenge for us is to keep things moving along, you know, at a, at a brisk pace so that we don't lose the patience of the audience and stuff like that. So that's our probably biggest um, challenge that we have is keeping the pace of the movie going. And uh you know, keeping it, keeping it interesting and moving. So, you know, and then that's really been the same for like many of his films. Um, maybe, um, maybe election. We didn't have that exactly because we were bouncing around all over the place and that was a very quickly paced movie, but everything from about Schmidt on, they've kind of been, you know, character studies. So they don't really, they're, they're not really action movies per se. So they, they, <laughs> they're a little slower. So I think that would be the challenge. And I think that there's not, there wasn't a, I'm trying to think if there was a different challenge than that. Um, I don't think so. We, you know, normally, we, you know, he also shoots extra scenes that, you know, he thinks we're going to use and then we wind up dropping things, but that's pretty standard, uh, standard process. So as we're editing, we're dropping things, condensing them, moving them around, stuff like that. And we we always do that, and we did that this time too. Mm. Yeah, I heard you. Um, you dropped a full day in Boston, and I'm yeah very curious what was in in that. Uh, there were a couple other scenes, and things were broken up, so we basically condensed it. But the audience, I was always like, oh, is the audience going to ask? Boy, that was a long day they were in Boston. But, you know, they don't know how far the drive is from the school to Boston. So it might be like an hour, even though it seems a little longer. So we basically condensed it into a day. And there were a couple of scenes that we lost uh, in the hotel room where they first arrived. They book into their room. 
And then there was another scene, I think, uh, where Paul couldn't sleep at night in the room, got rid of that. Um, and then like Mary um, laughing with her sister, that was elsewhere, but we condensed that with, we, you know, we kind of just did, did rearrangings of stuff around there. So, um, but yeah, basically made it one, I think, I think we can assume they left on a Saturday or something and came back on a Sunday right. or Sunday. Actually, there are two nights still. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I mean, speaking of Paul, um, I mean, you have seen his work. I mean, obviously in other films, but you've worked with um, his um, his dailies before. So yeah, what it was like this go around because um, his sideways character and his um, his holdovers character are are different. And I'm curious, just I, I can only imagine the abundance of riches you had to to choose from. And so, um, I mean, what was that sort of painstaking process like for you? It wasn't painstaking because he was always good. Like every <laughs> take was good. There's not there. I don't I can't even remember. I mean, you know, it's been a while, but an AP probably shot, you know, five, six, seven takes of everything. Um, but there were never ones where, where you're like, oh, this is just garbage. You know, he was just always good. And just, and I kind of remember that on sideways too. It was just, he was always solid. And in this movie, even more so, he was just always right on, right on top of the character and totally committed. And maybe once or twice he had to go back and where he got tripped up on something and he would go back and get something new. But besides that, he just delivered the goods. He was just so solid. He's just amazing. Mm. And yeah. I mean, not painstaking. It was, it was all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in a, in my favorite performance of the film, um, Divine's Mary, um, I, I find the small things that she does really define who she is. And I'm curious how it was um, sort of shaping her character in particular um, through the edit and sort of peeling her back um, sort of layer by layer throughout. And obviously you get that with the script, but I, with the edit, I, I think that's so essential. I mean, just even the subtle little details at the beginning that she does, I think really do tell a lot. So I'm just curious how you really, um, found the tone with her because I, I just think she's such a beautifully unique character and um just I mean the performance that Divine gives is just yeah yeah good I'm glad I'm glad you know well you know we approached her character like we approach all our others it's like we just keep going over it and refining it and uh but she's super expressive and beautiful to look at and um for example, you know, I don't know if you know how the Avid works, but you're able to stack reactions and you stack shots on top. You can have different video layers. So you have lots of choices. So you can just click through a choice if you want. And in one scene in particular where in the beginning where she's at the church, um, we had about five different choices that we could go to. And some were angry. Some were just devastated. 
uh, and they're all kind of variations of that. And it was a really tough decision to make on what we're going to use in that section when they're talking about her son. And uh, but I'm really glad with the one we got because it has it looks it has a you feel like it going through a couple of different things, which is kind of great. So, um, yeah, that she's she's great. They're all great. They're all great. Mm, yeah. No, I, I, once again, you're, you're granted an abundance of riches with, um, this ensemble as well. And, um, one thing I do want to touch on that, I mean, that's always such a standout for me is, um, the, the use of, um, music and score, um, and, and each of, um, of the films. And this one in particular is just, I mean, it, it has those, those Christmas songs, but yeah. the unexpected ones in a, in a sense, and the, the score by um, Mark is just so, um, it, it's just sort of transcendent in a way and just takes you to an entirely different place. Uh, I always think of, it, it literally transported me to my family and Christmases back in, um, in Kansas. So it, it, which is funny because he did in Nebraska too. So it also, anyway, yeah. um, so I'm just curious, I mean, how is it playing with um, music and score with this with this particular film? Well, the uh, the Christmas music became a thing. And I, and I have to give a shout out to uh, our associate editor, Mindy Elliott, um, who has been our longtime assistant for since way back on The Descendants. And um, she I think she cut in the first Swingle Singers song or maybe she gave it. To me to cut in i can't look i can't quite remember exactly but that became something that we wound up using a lot the you know the christmasy swing sing you know the acapella stuff um and um yeah that became a real that became something we committed to and really started using and that was a big breakthrough for us because it was hard to find the right kind of music for it and then when it came to the score um that was our longtime uh, music editor and producer, Richard Ford. He he found us, Mark, on Nebraska, and he started giving us some pieces to start using in the movie to try out while we we're cutting and stuff. And um, a lot of that worked. We used uh, some older pieces. I think we even had you know a piece of Nebraska in there for temp for a while, and then. Um, then he started going to work when once he got hired to do the job. And uh, yeah, he was phenomenal. But yeah, we and then the, like the 60s music or the 70s music and stuff, that was a lot of fun. And that's, you know, you just have this huge Spotify list. Of, you know, we all had Spotify lists and we all would try things. We cut them in, live with them for a little bit, then take them out, try something else. And then you settle on one and then, you know you get the quotes for how much it's going to cost and you can't afford it. So you've got to swap it out with something else. So there was all that kind of jockeying going on right till the very end um, for the, for the source musics, for the source cues. So mm. classic stuff, but always, always crazy. Always yeah. Crazy. And we had to drop a lot of cues too, which was too bad, but Mark Gordon did a couple of knockoffs that sounded good. And so, you know, it all wound up working out okay. Absolutely. And I mean, my final question for you, what do you take away from from this particular project um, that is just something else you sort of 
add to your, I guess, Alexander Payne tool belt um, in a sense? Um, you know, I don't know. I'm just so happy people are liking it. You know, I mean, I felt pretty good about it when we were cutting it. I felt pretty good about it even dailies. I was like, it seems pretty good. I think we're going to be in good shape. We're going to have a lot of work to do, you know, which is not classic. Of course, we're going to have to do that. But I was like, it's feeling good. And then we we started cutting and, you know, you lose yourself a little bit. You're like, oh, man, this is a disaster. We got to fix this. And then, but the first time we previewed it, I was like, we're in great shape. With this, this movie's going to do well. You know, you hope. You never know. But I, and so... Yeah, I don't know what my big takeaways are from it, but I enjoyed working on it so much and I'm just so happy that people are liking it. Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery. But a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.